0: Good afternoon, Star Wars fans! Welcome to another episode of the Drockside. I hope you're having a wonderful, fantastic Saturday. Today we're going to be talking about Legends. We're going to be talking about Star Wars Legends and characters that were fantastic in Legends, and I think that still could make an appearance in canon. So before we do that, let's get started with our opening prayer, and then we'll get right into this. So Father God, we come before your throne in the name of your Son, Jesus, and we just thank you for This wonderful day that we have to talk about one of the greatest film franchises in history. We thank you, Lord, for it. We thank you for who you are, for your love, and I ask you to use me to reach out to other people, to let them know that they are loved and that they are cared for and that they are valuable. And I ask you just to use this podcast to bring joy to other people in every single day. We thank you that your joy is our strength and that your peace is always with us and that you surround us with your love and compassion, and I ask you to speak through me today, sir, and to bless this podcast and everybody who's listening to it. In Jesus' name, amen. Alright, Star Wars fans, so today we're going to be talking about something that's very near and dear to every Star Wars fan's heart, and that is Star Wars Legends. Before uh, Disney went and bought out Star Wars, Star Wars had such a wide variety of storylines and creations and characters, And in many different outlets. For example, video games before, you know, like when PC was the only games that you could easily play. Uh, Books, comic books, graphic novels, all different kinds of, even certain kinds of movies, there are certain things with that. So there's a lot of really cool stuff with that uh, that we can talk about here today. So it's going to be very much entertaining. But before we dive into that, one more thing I wanted to add is Check out Star Wars: The Clone Wars season season seven. It is an absolutely phenomenal kickstart to the show. We get into the Bad Batch clones, which are clone troopers that are uh, genetically modified, so they're almost kind of like superhero clones. Um, which, at this point in time, I have mixed feelings about. But I think that the it's Star Wars: The Clone Wars. It's it's fantastic. It's one of the greatest things ever in Star Wars. And you know, Captain Rex and Commander Cody are the taking the helm of the story. So. It'll be really interesting and really cool. There's a really awesome surprise at the end, so I say go ahead and check it out. It's an excellent show, and I think you guys would enjoy it as well. Now, on to Legends. So today, we're going to be dissecting and breaking down four different Star Wars characters that I think are fan favorites uh, from Star Wars Legends and who could be entering the Star Wars mythos and canon once more. Now, before I go into these characters, I'm going to give a brief dissection of what Star Wars Legends is. Way back when, when Disney bought out Lucasfilm, or George Lucas sold Lucasfilm or Lucas Arts to Disney, what ended up happening was was a lot of characters were just t- and storylines were just removed from the Star Wars storyline because since the time of Star Wars: A New Hope, uh, that came out in 1977, I believe, is the specific year that it came out in, uh, it was so many fans just adored the story of Star Wars and they wanted to contribute to it as much as they could because George Lucas made something absolutely phenomenal and so entertaining, right? So when you have all these people writing different storylines, you know, it added to this uh, universe so much more than just the movies. And fans loved it. It continued the story of Luke Skywalker. It went and made Han Solo and Leia's relationship and marriage and family so intricate. You know, because not only was a continuation of the Skywalker family, but it was including Han Solo and his kids, and it was just, it was, there were so many stories that were so good and fans absolutely loved. So when Disney said, we're taking everything that is in the Star Wars Expanded Universe that is not on television away so that we can make our own and have liberty to write and do whatever we want, you know, it really upset a lot of Star Wars fans, lots of Star Wars fans were outraged and there was a huge outcry and like about 99.9% of all Star Wars fans were outraged at Disney and it did not produce a very good start to what was going on. So, so what ended up happening was so many good characters and so many good stories from books, graphic novels, comic books, video games, even some cartoon movies, uh, you know, the early 2000 Star Wars Clone Wars miniseries Was thrown out well before Disney uh, took it because George Lucas made the Star Wars The Clone Wars animated TV series and threw it out so technically those first original Star Wars The Clone Wars uh, 2D cartoons are considered Legends. Now that's different from the normal canon because they're just Star Wars stories that were not made by either A. The Maker George Lucas or um, B. Disney. So And as a marketing plan, this made sense for Disney to do just because, you know, they could write their own stories. Now, Kathleen Kennedy, who is the head of Lucasfilm, went and stated that, you know, it's hard to make Star Wars movies with these stories, and it's, in her words, it's a pretty hard nut to crack. And, you know, myself included, with all these other Star Wars fans, kind of went, well, there's so much content in all these other books that you could take inspiration from. You don't have to do the exact story, but you can take inspiration from these characters. And they did a little bit. They did a little bit of that in the sequel trilogy. You know, Luke Skywalker, in Legends, ended up marrying a woman who was like a Sith assassin for uh, Emperor Palpatine and who worked with Darth Vader named Mara Jade. She was one of the most badass women in Star Wars. And he ended up marrying her and had a son named Ben Skywalker, naming his son after Ben Kenobi, who was his master. And, you know, in my personal opinion, that was absolutely phenomenal. I thought that was a great storytelling piece. It was really cool. But since Disney threw that out, they decided to give that name to Han and Leia's kid named uh, Ben Solo. And it makes sense because uh, Luke is, in in canon, stayed true to the Jedi Order and was uh, basically celibate because that's what Jedi do. So it's not like that Disney went and totally just didn't take anything from the books or from Legends. But they threw out a good portion of it and changed a lot of Luke Skywalker story for the worse. I, I feel most Star Wars fans look at it and go, Wow, Luke Skywalker was known as the most powerful Jedi ever in a lot of ways. And because he's the, he's the main protagonist in the original series and or the original trilogy, and was the main good guy that George Lucas has, had created. And when George Lucas had it, Luke Skywalker and Anakin Skywalker, it was the Skywalker storyline. And Disney kind of went and took it and wanted to do their own thing with it. So, and they took pieces that they want, so... And it's one of those things that's kind of unfortunate uh, that they did it that way, but there's nothing we can do about it. So that gives us hope, because because Legends has been brought into canon a couple of times. We see Grand Admiral Thrawn in Star Wars Rebels, as I've stated before, and I've given a breakdown of Darth Revan in podcasts of the past. Um, You know, it was revealed uh, from the Rise of Skywalker that uh Revan was a Sith Lord who had Sith troopers. It was revealed through the visual book for Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker and it made a lot of fans very happy because Revan is a fan favorite and so was Thrawn. And those are probably the two best characters you could bring back into Star Wars. And now since they've kind of blazed the trail for possible futures, I wanted to sit down and and discuss with uh you guys what would be the best characters to bring back. Um From Legends, and I feel like uh, number one on our list today is Darth Malak. Darth Malak displays a lot of similarities to Darth Vader, in my opinion. He's a very large, brutish type Jedi. He's got a cybernetic jaw. You know, he's got a past relationship, former best friend uh, to the protagonist. And he is definitely a very good Dark Lord of the Sith. You know, at this time, there are a lot of other Sith going around throughout the galaxy, so... You know, if you, it, the stories that I'm referring to are from Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, the video game, and a couple of graphic novels explaining their Jedi path. And so Malak is the antagonist to the uh, first Knights of the Old Republic game where you play as Darth Revan and you get to see that this is the real big bad, but there's however many dark Jedi, however many Sith running about. So I think this might be before Darth Bane. So... It's really kind of interesting because Darth Bane is the guy who made the Rule of Two. He is canon. He was referenced in Star Wars, The Clone Wars, but that's pretty much all that we know is that he's the one who made the Rule of Two. Now, in past books, in Legends, there were stories about him that could be brought back, but he's, he's in, in my book, is considered a canon character. So, so, but Malak is not. Malak is a very good protagonist bad guy. And I think that he reflects a lot of Darth Vader-esque type, um, features specifically because, you know, I think that's what they were going for when they made this game, because Darth Vader is the greatest vi- fictional villain of all time. So, when you look at it, you know, Malik even kind of looks like Darth Vader when his mask is removed in Return of the Jedi. Um, he's bald, he's got tattoos on the top of his head. Um, that look like two blue blades running the top of his head from the back, kind of to just above his forehead. And he's got a mechanical jaw. He's got red armor and uh, cape and a red lightsaber. So it's it's he's a very interesting character because this guy was once a Jedi, fell to the power of the dark side, and loved the power that it brought. So and he is you know former best friend to Revan or Darth Revan, and he. He attacked Revan, hoping that he would kill him to become the Dark Lord of the Sith. Now, you know, at this point, you go, okay, there is the role of Master and Apprentice, but when you played the game throughout, you go to Korriban or Korriban, and there's numerous Sith trainee there. So it, I'm, I'm sure that the Rule of Two may have been, uh, you know, occurring after this story arc because the number of Sith that are just running about. So, it's and you have the Sith Empire, and pretty much everybody who is part of it, they just call them a Sith because it's the Sith Empire. Everybody knows that these guys are the bad guys, and nobody really likes them unless the people who work for them. So, so that's kind of the empire that Malak has control over. And, you know, he bombards uh, the planet of Terrace um, from above. So, very similar to, you know, what Palpatine does throughout his time as the Dark Lord of the Sith. And you know, that's one thing with Palpatine, you know, he liked to rule through fear and put all of things under his subjugation, which is what Malak does. Malak does the same thing. So it shows that he's a good Sith because he wanted to to go and, you know, either one rule with an iron fist and then protect what he had with that. And so he goes and uh, bombards terrorists. Uh he goes and then eventually kidnaps a beloved uh jedi and converts them to the dark side by torturing them uh training them in his ways and using them to attack revan and so he's a very good methodical villain and i feel like this character would be very easy to put right back into the canon because i feel like if you're going to tell the story of revan in an excellent way you'd have to do darth malik and if they're not going to do Darth Malik, they got to use him to create the new villain for Revan. Because they're like, yep, Revan is back in canon. This is a real thing. Awesome. And, you know, uh, in pop culture, you know, there's that Star Wars phone app called Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. That is another game that I would highly recommend Star Wars fans checking out. It's It's a phone game, so it's going to be a grinding-type game, and it's going to be a... Game that you know it requires how much you do because of energy, but the more you play, the more characters you can get, the more you can do. Um, they've introduced Revan and all of his good, uh, light side friends and dark side friends, um, in this game into the story, so they're kind of getting fans back into oh, who's this character? So if they're going to tell any story of Revan in the future of uh, Lucas Arts or Lucas Films, um, I think that you would have to have Malik as the villain. You know he he would have to be the main villain, either that or use somebody, um, based off of him. You know like like how they went and a based Ben Solo after uh, excuse me after, uh, a Legends character Jason Solo, who was uh a twin, child. Okay, so, of Han Solo. So in Legends, Han Solo has two twin children, Jason and Jaina. Jason is a very powerful Jedi, so is his sister Jaina, but Jason ends up falling to the dark side, and then Jaina has to kill him. So there is there is that. So you look at it, and that sounds very similar to um, Ben Solo or Kylo Ren within canon. And so it would have been nice to see... Like Personally, I think it would have been more interesting to have Rey be either a Skywalker or a Solo to make their, that bond a little bit... You know, deeper than what they did but I'm not the one who made the movie and it's it's an alright movie it's not completely awful it's, it's not the greatest but it's not completely awful either but um, it, it goes to show that Disney can take different pieces of different characters from Legends and make them into solid characters so when we're looking at uh, the future of LucasArts I think Darth Malak is either going to have to be brought back into canon or use him to base off another Sith Lord because I feel like doing that would bring a lot of, uh, a really good, powerful villain that nobody's ever seen before that, you know, it could be good for storytelling purposes, you know, it would get Star Wars fans, you know, excited and give them hope about their favorite franchise, you know, it'd be good marketing to have the really big bad guy, you know, there's all different kinds of things that Malak brings to the table that is essential for Star Wars. Storytelling, And I feel like having him back into the canon would be really exciting and um, would provide a really great story. And I think if, you know, if you mentioned that Revan had Sith troopers, you know, you could depict a version of Sith troopers that work for Revan and then work for Malak because Malak's the Dark Lord of the Sith. So I feel like that character would be an excellent way to uh, bring more the, of the Old Republic era back into canon which I, I've always felt that the older public char- uh, ca- uh, characters were always canon, even when they removed all the Legends content out, because they wanted to remove the Legends content out because there was so much of it that took place between Episodes 3 and 4, and then after Star Wars Episode 6, Return of the Jedi, to tell the future story of Luke. And that's what the sequel trilogy was going to be about, and they didn't want to have to do something that was already written. They wanted to do their own thing. So, if you haven't done anything with The Old Republic, you know, they still left The Old Republic uh, uh, online video game out for people to play. So I feel like that since that's that's an era in Star Wars that's already been pre-established well before, you know, The Phantom Menace. They're also making a certain storytelling sequence, I believe in graphic novels, that's called The High Republic, and it's about a younger Yoda you know, and the High Republic right before, you know, the Sith kind of ease their way in there, via or basically what I'm saying, Darth Sidious becomes the Chancellor, and then, you know, the sequence of the uh, prequels uh, takes place. So it, I've always viewed that as, as being canon because it doesn't affect anything that Disney has already established. You know, and Star Wars Rebels, you know, said that the Jedi and Mandalorians had fought each other, which is a big piece of the older public timeline. That's why Revan has a Mandalorian mask. That's why him and Revan were considered heroes. And it adds more to their story. So I feel like that it'd be really easy to just kinda of go and grab that character, be like, Yep, this happened in Canon and just leave it. And it not only win a lot of Star Wars fans back to this is really cool, way to go Disney, but also just to make the story of, you know, Star Wars a lot cooler. So that's that's uh, my opinion on Malak, and I feel like he was an immensely powerful Sith. You know, there's so much about this character. You know, he would, he would go and kidnap, I think, Jedi, and then use the dark side to take their life force away to heal himself. You know, that's seen in the video game. When you play the video game, you go to confront him. And then, excuse me, and then when you confront him, he goes and he has all these different almost like tubes filled with, uh, different, uh, people in it, and then he uses the dark side, like, life force drain ability to heal himself, so this guy is extremely powerful, he's, you know, he, I, I view that he is definitely a good dark lord of the Sith, even, even if, like, someone enjoys the story where Revan returns to the dark side, he's a very good antagonist for Revan, you know, with how they've done the story of Malak and Revan is very well done, and I feel like that, It'd be really fun and it'd be really cool to see him back in the canon. Now, second person on our list is going to be uh, Cade Skywalker. Now, I'm I'm, Cade Skywalker was an excellent character to uh, introduce into Star Wars um, because he in in Legends is the uh, great grandson of Luke Skywalker and he, you know, at, at this time, the Sith disregard the Rule of Two because a Sith Lord named Darth Krait, who was a Tuscan Raider, uh, Force-sensitive, became a Jedi in the Clone Wars, survived Order 66, survived the Galactic Civil War, was kidnapped by an alien race known as the Yushan Vong, who were aliens who detested technology and had different alien creature abilities to... Uh, that were basically gave the same abilities as everybody else in the galaxy, but they were not from the main galaxy, I believe. So uh, he was kidnapped by them and given, you know, a different organic hand. He was given another different organic eye. You know, and he's got a parasite living inside of him. He's got different armor. And, you know, Darth Crate is a really interesting name because there's crate dragons. So this is the main protagonist against Cade Skywalker, but this Sith Lord disregards the Rule of Two. When he goes to talk to other Sith Lords, um, in a holocron, they call him a pretender because he doesn't abide by the Rule of Two. So, that's a very big thing with the Sith, so, um, you know, but it's not like we haven't seen numerous Sith armies before, so. But that, be as it may, you know, we have Cade Skywalker, who is a descendant of Luke Skywalker, who, um... His, you know, the Sith uh, attacked the small outskirts of the Jedi Temple that were being built since Luke Skywalker's uh, training uh, began right after Episode Six, and uh, we have a Tagruda Jedi very similar to Eeth Koth or Egan Kolon named Wolf Sazen, who is Cade uh, Skywalker's master, and then Cade Skywalker's father, I believe, is Cole Skywalker. And he defends off his son and all the other younglings, along with um, Cade's master, Wolf Saison. And Wolf Saison was going to die, but Cade uses some of the dark side to bring him back to life. And um, after that, he decides that he's going to, quote-unquote, sacrifice himself for the Jedi, because he knew his dad died. And he goes to do that, but doesn't really die, and ends up becoming a bounty hunter, and takes death sticks to drown out the force because he doesn't want to be force sensitive and force ghost luke continues to show up and talk and speak to him now you know you may be asking me like falcon how could that work luke skywalker and canon was a you know a traditional jedi and i go okay there's a couple of ways you could do this you could do it as you could do the same thing with a descendant of ray or you could be you know a story similar to the creed movies um which is a very good sports Sequel series to the Rocky movies, where Rocky's uh, best friend Apollo Creed had a affair, and then that uh, child became known as Adonis Creed, and he takes up his father's name and becomes a great boxer. So you could do something similar with that story with Luke, like Luke had an affair, and then that woman gave uh, birth to, you know, a, a child, and so like there, there is still technically a Skywalker lineage that we just don't know about yet. You know, there and Mara Jade could even be canon and um, could have been one of the Jedi at the temple who uh, tried to stop Ben Solo and was killed. I do I think that happened? Absolutely not. But it, it could be a possibility, and it still could have Luke's descendants within the galaxy. So in since Ray ca- call herself Ray Skywalker, even though she's not one hundred percent biological. She's technically adopted by Leia and Luke because they took her under their wing and train her in the ways of the Jedi, so you could still have the Skywalker lineage and have that story be told. And the reason I think this would be a really interesting way to do it is because you have this Jedi who sees his father die, which was a very impactful, you know, moment because it's the Sky- in this story, it's the Skywalker lineage, it's the Skywalker legacy. This is in the Star Wars Legacy graphic novel series, and it takes place however many years even after the books that were written about luke and han and leia so this character um eventually uh goes and uh kind of i guess you could say flirts around with being a sith because he goes and darth crate wants to be his wants him to be his uh his master and so on so uh he wants cade to be a sith lord because he have a skywalker turned to the dark side Oh my gosh, you basically won at that point. You know, I feel like, you know, by the time of, uh, Kate Skywalker's life, um, the, the Jedi and the Sith just are playing a chess match of who gets to keep the Skywalker of the time on their side, because whoever the Skywalker's on wins. I mean, look at it. Anakin Skywalker in the Clone Wars cause the Republic to win. Turns to the dark side, forms the Empire. Luke Skywalker for, uh, helps the Rebellion win. And... You know forms the, the new jedi order you know so by this time Cade skywalker is definitely somebody you want to be on your team so he does that a little bit and then eventually he um comes to his senses goes back to being a jedi um helps him and his, uh, his master wolf Sazen, and a twi'lek uh, jedi named shadow who's a blue twi'lek with a blue double-bladed lightsaber he's a very cool character as well so this provides more uh, a more in depth next generation of characters other than just Ben Solo. Ben Solo is a phenomenal Star Wars character, but being able to see, you know, some other characters that are like next generation or another time period where the Jedi are more significant than just one, and you know, repeating everything like from the original trilogy, sequel trilogy, and then whatever trilogy that they ever do a future with Ray. Or Finn or anybody else in that timeline, you know, it'd be really interesting to see something like um, having more than just one or two Jedi. You know, you have the Jedi in training versus, you know, in the old, old Jedi, you know. I think it would be really interesting to have a significant Jedi force in the galaxy once again and having multiple different Jedi. That's what's so great about the Clone Wars series is they have multiple different stories with multiple different Jedi. So, I feel like that would be a lot of fun to see, whether you do them as a descendant of Ray or a, you know, almost like a Jon Snow story, like a bastard son of Luke Skywalker, and having, you know, you could have Mark Hamill, you know, have that conversation, and you could almost have like a story where you see in most Hercules movies in Hollywood, where you have Luke reaching out through the force talking to his great-grandchild, you know, and they're, you know, the grandchild, great-grandchild's all upset because, you know, you... He never accepted us because he wanted to be a good Jedi, and now we're off here as outcasts or whatever. You know, there's a lot of potential that you have with these types of characters, and I think that Disney would profit, and Kathleen Kennedy and Lucasfilm would profit from including them back into, excuse me, into canon. So, excuse me. So, I feel like it'd be really, really interesting to see a form of Cade Skywalker, or... And you could even have it be the great-great-granddaughter of Rey. As long as you tell the story that, you know, you have this character who has gone through a lot of trauma with their family, you know, or, you know, and you see family die in front of them, they tap into the dark side to save someone that they love, and they are traumatized by it and want nothing to do with the Force. You know, what story could you tell? You know, you you could get more into the bounty hunter world and have connections with stories that we've seen from The Mandalorian. You could go ahead and have The Child be an older either bounty hunter or Jedi who comes across uh, this main character and helps them bring back their way. It would connect so many different pieces of the Star Wars universe and mythos and bring it to something where all fans would be like, this is great, this is amazing, because all fans as of right now love The Child or Baby Yoda. from the Mandalorian, they love the Mandalorian as a character, They love the Mandalorian as a show. So if you did something that would connect everything in a appropriate, and I would argue healthy way for of you know character development, you know it would be very interesting to see that uh, character like Cade Skywalker, Skywalker himself, be present within the Star Wars mythos again, you know, and it would be really interesting to tell that story because you could tell the story of a Jedi from a different timeline you know a different time period all different kinds of things and I feel like that would be wonderful to see. Now, you know, there's and that that was something that was a big project in Star Wars, you know, I'm referring to Star Wars Legacy. You know, that was a big project in Star Wars way back in the early 2000s when it came out because it was a con- constant and continuous graphic novel series. So seeing seeing something similar to that would kind of give hope to the Skywalker lineage, Skywalker family, Skywalker saga. So I think that would be something very interesting to see within canon, and it could be possible. Uh, so that being said, our third character that would be back brought back into uh, canon very easily, in my opinion, would be Bastila Shan. Bastila Shan is another Old Republic character. She, in fact, is the... Um, jedi romantic interest with revan um she is the character that i referenced that malik kidnaps and tortures and forces her to become uh, a dark side apprentice um but she had very powerful battle meditation she was a very very interesting and uh very well thought out character and you know i would argue is probably one of the best female characters in star wars you know uh, this was well before we got anything more of Leia. This is well before we got anything of Ahsoka Tano. But I still feel like that this character would be excellent to bring in for a romantic sto- s- story between her and Revan, as we've seen before. And we, and they had a force bond. Both Revan and Bastila had a force bond. So when we're looking at these characters, I feel like um, having uh, that kind of thing, like, for example, we had a force dyad between Rey and... And Ben Solo, so it'd be really interesting to see, you know, the mix go into that a little bit more. I understand that a Force dyad, I believe, is between only two people within the Force because, you know, you have the light and the dark, you know, residing in two different people. But um, it's but I feel like a Force bond or dyad is very similar. So if we had something like that with a deeper, more well thought out story with another with a different trilogy, um it would be really interesting to see Bastila come back and be placed in a canon again. Because, again, this is an older public story, and from my understanding, uh, what ends up happening is is that Bastila uh, comes back to the light, and her and Revan end up, uh, I believe, getting married, and they have a daughter named Satil. and Satil Shan becomes the uh, Grand Master of the Jedi Order and she is then in that role in, uh, in the game The Old Republic, which is an online uh, role-playing game uh, uh, for Star Wars Old Republic that's out there even today. So you could tell a really good story with Revan and Bastila and be able to tell a really good story and have a really quite amazing, strong, uh, very powerful uh, female character that would play a pivotal role in the Star Wars universe. Like, if she, you know, chose to kill Revan and chose to um, side with Malak, that, you know, there they, there would be that kind of, uh, you know, completely different shaped galaxy because, you know, if that would have happened and where this battle took place was on the Star Forge, and could create however many things... It would basically allow the Sith to create whatever they wanted and go and, you know, shape the galaxy to their will. So without Bastila, I don't feel like the galaxy would be the way it is, especially um, during the time of the Old Republic like the Clone Wars or Old Republic when Darth Bane is around or even when Yoda is present. So without this character, you know, in Legends, a lot of the things we've seen in Star Wars wouldn't be the case. So seeing this character appear with Revan and Malak, I feel like that is the triad of of characters that would be essential to telling a really well-done Old Republic story. And I feel like being able to see her, you know, also she has a double-bladed yellow lightsaber. It'd be kind of, you know, something that you could relate to to Rey Palpatine or Skywalker, whichever one you want to call her, you know, I feel like that would be really, really a fun way to get all different kinds of fans interested, you know, because Star Wars has always had, you know, three characters, um, two guys and a girl, and the girl has always been very influential. For example, you have Padme Amidala who was a queen who fought for peace with her her people, a senator who did the same thing in in democracy and ended up fighting in the Battle of Geonosis and uh, being the mother of the two arguably most powerful force users um, within the most pivotal time of the Star Wars galaxy, which is Luke and Leia during the Galactic Civil War. So there's a lot of importance with her. Then you have uh, Leia, who was a princess of her home, home planet of Alderaan, becoming a leader in the rebellion and reinstituting the republic and leading the republic in many certain ways and being trained in the ways of the jedi and the ways of the force and then leading the resistance to bring peace back you know and it her as a character is absolutely wonderfully done and i feel like of everything that that lucas arts has done with her in uh the sequel trilogy was the best out of the story of han solo of luke skywalker it was the best one. Her and Chewbacca got the best stories out of our favorite characters from the original Star Wars story, which is the original trilogy. And without her, you know Ben Solo may have never returned. Without her, the Republic would have never been reformed. Without her, the uh, the heroes would have never reassembled to defeat the darkness. So, and then there's also Rey, who you know, no matter how I or any other Star Wars fan feels, is a very powerful. Force user, who is now going to retrain the Jedi Order as Luke had started to do. And so, you know, we have all these different characters who are, um, you know, huge, influential, uh, you know, characters who have pivotal roles in the Star Wars galaxy. And I feel like having Bastila take that role within our next... Trilogy would be fantastic, and I I would argue she's one of the best Star Wars characters out there. You know I I feel like it would be very very entertaining to see her return and see her doing some really awesome Jedi kick-ass stuff. And I feel like again same thing that you would have with Malak, like you you could place her within that story and have a really excellent, well-done older public story with her in it. I feel like the story of Rebin would be good, but not great without her within it, so that's my opinion on that character, <clears throat> excuse me, and before we get to our last and probably everybody's most favorite Legends character, uh, within Star Wars, I'm going to give a couple honorable mentions, um, we have, like I've said, the Solo twins, Jason and Jaina, and Anakin Solo, who are the children of, uh, Han Solo, uh, There's Dash Rendar, who is a very beloved Star Wars character. There's um those are three different characters who were introduced in the time period after episode six, who I feel like, you know, I wish they would be able to come back, but Han never had twins. You know, you could you could do something with Rey having twins and them being very similar to uh Jason and Jaina. I feel like that would be actually a lot of fun if they went and like were like, okay. We have Finn and Rey get together, and they have twins Jason and Jaina, you know? So I feel like that would be that would be a lot of fun to see, you know? And Dash Rendar is another non-Force-using character. I don't know much about him, but I do know that he is beloved by a lot of Star Wars fans. So yeah, with Dash Rendar, it's one of those things that um, it would be really cool to bring him back into Star Wars to give a story that was focused on somebody who is not a Force user, you know, get more characters who are like Han Solo, like Captain Rex, like Hera Syndulla, like um, Leia Organa, like all these other characters that we could go ahead and, and see and be able to experience their stories that are, instead of just continuously retelling stories of Jedi. I feel like that'd be really cool to see that. Another character I think would be great to have back in the canon that's a really good honorable mention is Durge. Dirge is a very interesting character because we see him in the early, early 2000s, uh, Clone Wars cartoon, and he is a character that is very similar to the superhero Venom, but has armor, like a Mandalorian. It doesn't look like a Mandalorian armor, but that's kind of the essentially the base abilities of this character. Uh, two different ways this character was eliminated from the Clone Wars or killed was one, when Anakin... Uh, used the force when he was an escape pod to push him into a sun so he couldn't escape and burn and die Um, but in the early 2000s Clone Wars cartoon Obi-Wan kills him by when the character wraps him up inside of himself Obi-Wan uses the force to push himself outside of the character to breathe and live so I feel like that would be a very interesting character to bring back in canon that it wouldn't necessarily have to be in the Clone Wars era, but they could bring it back as an enemy of either Luke Skywalker in the, you know, era between Episode 6 and 7, and or an enemy of Rey and Finn. So, it'd be really interesting to, to see those characters come back, but the likelihood of them coming back and the easiness of putting them back wouldn't be as easy as a couple other characters. But with those honorable mentions out of the way, I want to say that I think that the best character that they could bring back into canon would be none other than Kyle Katarn. Kyle Katarn is one of the most amazing Legends Jedi that you can find. I view him as one of the best and one of the most badass Jedi um, in Legends that was trained by Luke Skywalker. Uh, Kyle Katarn um, was a... Imperial stormtrooper that defected and in legends was the one to bring the rebellion the plans to the Death Star and then he realizes that he's force sensitive and Learns how to use the force joins Luke Skywalker in his academy Um, In my opinion, he's very similar to Obi-Wan Kenobi in the Clone Wars TV series He's got a soldier mentality because that's who he was but he uses the force and abides by the Jedi code but according to him, the different types of uh, Force abilities aren't necessarily bad. It's how you use the Force abilities. Like, a Jedi could use Force lightning and it not be bad because they're using it in a way that is, you know, in a good guy way in a sense. Now, personally, do I think that, you know, using Force lightning is the best and most effective way is it for a Jedi to use things? Probably not. But the character could use Force Lightning like we've seen that happen in the Force Unleashed, you know. And Kyle Katarn was made very popular in the uh, Star Wars Jedi Knight game series. There's Jedi Knight, Jedi Outcast, Jedi Academy, where he is there with Luke Skywalker. And teaching uh, the person that the uh, person playing the game would play as Jaden Korr. Um, So you could tell a story that's similar to Anakin and Obi-Wan, where Luke is like the Yoda character, and then you have Kyle Katarn like the Obi-Wan character. Now, you ask, okay, you know, how would they do his story? How would they do Kyle Katarn's story and it still work and still be cool for fans? I personally think what they could do is they could go and um, place him uh, either in Luke's academy that where where he is not a kid, but he's trained by Luke um, during the time that Ben Solo is still a Jedi. You know, he's still a Jedi Padawan, and he could be a Jedi who is out doing different missions, either whether it be undercover or fighting battles or whatever the case may be, helping the Republic somehow, like a Republic liaison uh, or a liaison to the Republic from the Jedi. Excuse me. So I feel like that would be really interesting, and he could still be doing things, and you could tell a story that this is where he was during the time of the sequel trilogy and have him show up, you know, to help Rey. Or he could be, you know, just like that, another First Order stormtrooper who is Force-sensitive, you know, and goes and trains with Rey. Do I think they should do two different Force-sensitive stormtroopers, you know, like Finn and another guy? No, but I think it would be really interesting to have Kyle Katar brought back in canon. Whether they change his origin just a little bit, like, oh, he's, you know, he's just a Jedi who was found by Rey and was trained, you know. Or he was just, you know, a uh, Resistance soldier who, you know, was doing different special ops things throughout the, um, throughout the war, you know. So, like, he was the one who was a spy to, uh, help the uh, Resistance get the message that, yep, Palpatine is alive, and he's been pulling the strings, and does all this, and then all of a sudden he's Force-sensitive, and works with Ray to become a Jedi, and Ray, Finn, and Kyle Katarn go out and remake the Jedi Order. I feel like that would be the best, absolute best way to recreate the Jedi Order, and fans go, you know what, Finn and Ray are okay, you know, and be able to go, you know, this is a really cool story, because everybody loves Darth Vader, Every Star Wars fan go- acknowledges Darth Vader as the greatest villain and is the coolest character, but they don't like Anakin Skywalker. They don't enjoy him because of the fact that he um, is whiny and tells Padme, oh, I hate them and I slaughtered all the Tusken Raiders like animals. Everybody goes, how is this guy supposed to be an enjoyable character? And then they see him in Episode 3 and they get a taste of what he was like throughout the Clone Wars and then he turns to the dark side. So a lot of people just don't like the way that Hayden Christensen was done. And I feel like if you add Kyle Katarn post-Episode nine, have him be a Jedi with Rey, and be part of Je- Ray's Jedi Council, that would go ahead and take Rey's origin from everybody hating her to going, wow, she's the one who trains Kyle Katarn! Kyle Katarn's one of my favorite characters! And have him be in the Star Wars canon again, and have somebody who is similar to Obi-Wan Kenobi, but has that, um, you know... I'm a soldier. I'm going to do what needs to be done, but still hold true to the light side. That's what everybody wants to see in a Jedi. You know, they wanted to see that in Luke Skywalker, and we didn't. You know, they wanted to see that in Rey, but we really didn't so much. You know, um, so I feel like if you have that character present within that timeline, uh, I feel like that would be a really great way to get star wars fans back on board to have them enjoy um this era that disney has created and i feel like it'd be really fun just to see this character come back and i feel like if they stick to the majority of his story then that would be really cool and it wouldn't surprise me if finn was inspired by kyle katarn it wouldn't because you have a stormtrooper who's like oh it was an instinct to you know, not kill for the First first Order. You know, like, you have this whole brigade or squad of First Order stormtroopers who defected because they weren't going to kill. So it's like, were all these kids Force-sensitive? You know? Were all these people Force-sensitive? So it provides for an interesting story to be told for, you know, characters like Kyle Katarn, Ray and Finn. I feel that if they have you know, all these characters who were once stormtroopers and now force users, what if they make uh, the Republic reborn and then they have Republic Knights who are like Jedi, but serve the Republic. And then you have Jedi who are separate and they're trained by Rey. And you could have Kyle Katarn be a Republic Knight or have him be a Jedi Knight and have Finn be the one who starts the Republic Knights. So the possibilities with storytelling with Kyle Katarn are whatever you want it to be. You could place him in any time period and have an awesome character be brought back into star wars in a way that fans love you could even place him in the old republic you could have him be a jedi who fights alongside revan you could have him be an apprentice of luke skywalker you could have him be a fellow jedi who trains with Rey. there are so many different things you could tell and still keep the character of kyle katarn uh what he was originally created like how they did with Thrawn. In, instead of having Thrawn fight Luke Skywalker, you have him fight Ezra Bridger and the Ghost Crew. And, you know, you could have have something absolutely wonderful to see and watch and have a parallel story to, you know, Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi or uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker or even Anakin Skywalker and Ahsoka Tano in the Clone Wars. You could have a story that was so similar to that by having Kyle Katarn being the Guiding Hand and teaching this uh, apprentice and you know you have Ray being the, the grand master of the Jedi and you have Kyle Katarn being you know second in command and you have or and you have Finn be a Jedi with him or, or like I said before, a Republic Knight or do anything you wanted to with the time period that could really get fans interested and back in favors with Star Wars again. I think that would absolutely be fantastic uh, for Star Wars storytelling, Star Wars canon, the Star Wars mythos, and the fandom as a whole. So, but that's what I think of characters that could be brought back into canon from Legends. There are many more other Legends characters that are out there that are absolutely wonderful that I have not mentioned. But I, you know, let me know what you guys think. I think it would be uh, a really good time just to kind of think of different stories that. Could be told with Legends characters that Disney could run with. And, you know, Disney kind of ran out of ideas, I feel, with uh, the end of The Rise of Skywalker. So I feel if, like, they go ahead and take a page out of the novels or comic books or video games of the past and make these stories, like the story of Revan, the story of Cade Skywalker or Kyle Katarn, or, you know, a mixture of a couple of those characters, like Kyle Katarn and the twins Jason and Jane a solo or uh, they wouldn't be able to do a solo specifically but um, or anything that they would like to do with these types of characters like having parallel characters to ones that had blazed a trail for Star Wars fandom you know I heard somebody tell me this and I would have to agree that without the books or the expanded universe of Star Wars I don't think George Lucas would have thought to make the prequel movies, which are some of my personal favorite Star Wars movies. Like, I think Episode Three is the greatest Star Wars movie. So, having having these stories be told and kind of bringing them back, I think, would be a lot of fun. And it would make a lot of Star Wars fans happy, and I feel like um, that's what Disney should do. But, you know, as of right now, it's just discussion. Do I think that uh, some of these Legends characters will remain, remain Legend for forever? No. So, there is hope. So, if you're a Star Wars fan like me who enjoys hopeful future stories, um, then this is this is the beginning of something awesome, I hope. So uh, with that in mind, uh, I think we're going to close off for today. Uh, next week, we'll be ha- bringing some new content about Star Wars in. and um, But until then, stay tuned. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your weekend, that God blesses you richly and makes his face shine upon you and uh, bring you peace and joy. And remember that Jesus loves you.